some messed up people in some jacked up situations to write this thing. But it was all written by him. What do you mean? Look at this. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Again, you have to write them down because I'm going to go quick today. It says this. Knowing this first, <clears throat> that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, <clears throat> but the holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So again, when you look at this thing, yeah, you, and it's good to know stuff. It's good to know the history of Paul. Know what he went through and, and some of the things that he dealt with. And while he, when he wrote this thing, and as we look at this, man, it's, it's kind of neat to know their history. And, and these guys wrote some of these things from their point of view. But, man, I tell you, it was only by the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit moved on them, was this thing written. So, again, as you understand just that, as we just talked for a few moments, just understanding how powerful the Word of God is in and amongst itself, all by itself, it's able to stand alone. The Word of God can do that. The Bible says this in Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the Word of God's living. It's living. And this is, and I'll tell you, I've, I've found this to be so true. We've talked about it on Wednesday night, how someone can read something and, and, and at one moment the, the word of God speaks to them in a certain way and they need what it's saying at that time. They just need that so, so much. And then it means that they could be going through a completely different set of circumstances, a complete set of different situations, and then they get in a different moment and that same scripture speak to them in that different way because of this, because it's living. Oh, it's a living book. It is, it is living. The Bible goes on to say that it's powerful. Yes. Amen. Oh, man, where does our power come from? Where does the strength come from that we as a church can walk in and have and, and, and live our life in? The power comes from him. It is a living, powerful word of the living God. And the Bible says this, that it's sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's what this book is. It's a living book. I, and I love, I was, I, one of, our, one of our, our young guys, one of our, pre, our I guess preschool, maybe first grade, kindergarten, what's Kobe? See, kindergarten, first grade, one of these guys, man. After church the other day, I think it was last week, it was at time, was that was playing around a little bit, messing around. And you know, a first grader, a six-year-old, you know how they'll just do stuff. They'll just whatever they've got in their hand. And, and, and Ty was messing with him or whatever. And Cubby reached up and popped him with his book. He was holding the Bible. And so you know me, I just like y'all time trying to find something to preach about or whatever. And it always has to go back to a sermon. Well, I don't know, it just goes back to the word from me. But I was like, Kobe, dude, you the man. I said, you know what you got in your hand? I said, you got a, a sharp sword, sharper than any two-edged sword. You're holding today a weapon in your hands. You have this strong sword in you. And I'm telling him, and he's standing right here. And all of a sudden, he takes it and he throws it at time. Hits him with it, man. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Now, of course, we talk to them, you need to respect the Bible and pick it up. Don't be careful, whatever, man. But you know something? A six-year-old grabbed it. Man, I mean, a six-year-old could grab hold of just a simple word that his pastor said, you know something? What you hold in your hand is sharper than any weapon. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. What you hold in your hand is so powerful. And so he just took that, and he just, I 
was like, man, I love that. Why can't we grab that? Oh, man. Why, why, why not? Why is it so hard? Why, why can't we just say that, man, you know, this, this, this sword, man, it's, it's powerful. It's living. When you feel like death, when you feel like there's a struggle, when there's, there's this, this chaos in your life, man, why can't we just say, well, you know, I need to go to the Word. I need to go there first. I need to go to this thing, use this, and, and, and live this book out. Just actually take this and just apply this to my life because it's powerful. Some of you this week, some of you this morning, was fighting a devil. If you sit beside your spouse, don't look at them right now. <laughs> Just look ahead. But this morning, this week, you went through a situation. I don't want to ask you to raise your hands, but I want you to think for a moment. When you got in that situation, what did you go to? What, what was the, the, the first thing that you grabbed hold of? What's the first thing that was spoken out of your mouth? What's the first thing you said? Well, what, when you got in that moment, what did you do? Because this thing is living. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. The Word of God goes on to say in Isaiah, it says in 55, verses 10 and 11, it says this, For as the rain comes down, the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth. So he, he sends this thing forth down to this earth. It's, it, it is what waters and, and nourishes the, the earth and this ground that we live in. And he says it makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And again, remember, though, this is some, some stuff you need to understand this thing. This is a prophet of God speaking on behalf of God, the word of God coming forth. And God himself is trying to tell us, he said in verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Today, for you, God has put his word on assignment for you. What do you, what do you mean? I mean this. Whatever it is today. Oh, come on. Well, you don't know how bad it is, man. You don't know. Whatever it is, there is a word from God that's been put on assignment for your situation. And in that moment, if you would understand this, that it will not return void, it will accomplish what it's sent forth to do. And he goes on to say this. He's relating the word of God in the same fashion as seed. Now, most pastors, when they talk about seed and sowing, it's all money. Now, it is money, and that works. And it, you should give. And it's Bible. You should tithe. You should give. You should do that. You just should. It's just Bible. But also the Bible does this. It relates the word of God to seed. The word of God as seed. Seed does this. Seed goes forth, goes in the ground, multiplies, and then grows. That's what the word of God is for us. So it is not just that one-time thing that you see it do. It is not just in that one moment that one word is spoken, but in the moment that one word is spoken, if it gets down into the heart, it begins to grow. Now, in that, in that story in Luke, uh, we, we know that, you know, that if you've ever read that, it's talking about the different ways that the, that the enemy is trying to steal the seed. 
and not let the word get into your life. And we know that it comes through different situations. It comes through uh, different, uh, you know, stony ground and, and rough times and thorns and the cares of this world, the riches of this world, the struggles, all those things that happen to try to steal the word from us. Because of this, the enemy, even right now in this moment, is trying to steal what I'm speaking forth into your life because he knows what it can do. He's right now trying to get you to think about them chicken wings that Brother Kerry was, was talking about just a moment ago. He's trying to get you to think about, I wonder what if the restaurant's going to be crowded, if my, ro- my roast is going to burn on the crock pot. No, he's he just trying to get you somewhere else in a different place. He's trying to steal the word. Because there's life in it. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Everything in this world, when it gets into your life, it begins to multiply and grow. What's your goal, Pastor? My goal is this, to have every person in this church reading this book every day. Not just have a place filled up and have multiple services, but have people in this book every day reading it and then living out what it says to do. That's my goal. That's my heart. Because if if we do that, we change the world. We change the world. Jesus did this. Jesus, when he was attacked, came up underneath a satanic assault. Literally. I mean, he was in the wilderness, had been fasting, had been praying. He comes up underneath a satanic assault. I mean, now now think about it. This is Jesus. He gets attacked by the devil, and he doesn't do what I would do. I'd be like, do you know who you're messing with? I didn't kick your tail out of heaven one time. You know I can do it. Oh, yeah. I saw you fall as lightning. I've done destroyed you one time. Do, do you really understand? Do you know how anointed I am? Because he's about to go into the temple and begin to speak about the spirit of the Lord is upon him. It's anointed him to preach deliverance and recovery of sight and set at liberty those that are bound. I mean, this joker, he's anointed. He's been praying, he's been fasting for 40 days, and on top of that, he's Jesus. I mean, that's just enough. I mean, he's awesome, but he doesn't say, do you understand, do you see my gifting? Do you see my talent? Your talent, as much as you need to use it for God, to give God glory, as much as you need to walk in an anointing for God, to use that for God, the, the enemy is not intimidated by that. Well, Pastor, well, <laughs> you just don't even know who you're talking to. I'm, I'm gifted beyond me. Yeah, you might be good. The devil don't care. I'll tell you what he does care. When he hears this written, you better look out. Because Jesus, when he got in the middle of it, when he was, it was attacked by the enemy, he didn't say, well, I'm awesome. Get thee behind me, Satan, I'm Jesus. Do you see the glory of the Lord shining all around me? The anointing that's even just sitting upon my head right now, the Spirit of the Lord like a dove is even resting upon me as I speak. No, he said it's written, get thee behind me. It is written because he does this. He reminds the enemy what was said in the word, and he's in no way showing off, but he's showing us. He's setting the example for us, the power of the living word of God, that when we speak it forth out of our mouth, the enemy has to respond to that. He has to respond. Some of you are wondering, why can't he get off me? Well, what have you done? 
What have you done? What have you said to him? What have you reminded him of? What have you done in this thing? Because the word of God's living. Matthew 24, 35 says this, that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. This galaxy that we're in, heavens, the, this, 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 I mean, the entire, I mean, just, I don't know, the galaxy. What's that, Milky Way? What you call it, Joker? It's just, that was almost as big a word as deoxide and ribonucleic acid. Thank you very much. It's all going to pass. This, this, this place we're sitting in today. Oh, it's all the ground. It's the church. It's the church. Yeah, it's going to pass. It's going to burn up. It's, it's going to burn up. If, if it's all, all one day it's going to pass away, but God said this. He said his word will by no means pass away. It's living. It's living. Now, this is why we have to do this. This is why we have to get this in us. How do we live forever? We get the word in us. When you're saved, and again, I don't even have time to go into all the stuff that, man, how huge just this one subject is, the word of God, but I mean that Jesus, the word, became flesh, dwelt among us. So when we get saved and Jesus comes into our heart and our life, the word of the living God has come into us, and then as a result, we live forever. We don't live forever because we go to church. We don't live forever because we're good. We live forever because the word of God comes down, gets in our hearts. Why not do the altar calls every, every week? Why not open up the altar? Someone who may be here, don't know Jesus, hasn't accepted this love and, and grabbed hold of this word and allowed it to come in. Why not do that? Because of this. Because I know if you get this in you, him in your heart, you live forever. Forever. For, I mean, for eternity, you live and not die. Man, that gets me so excited just to think about that. And how does this happen? Romans 10, 17 says this. It says that the faith comes to us by hearing the word. So today, this is what's happening in this room right now. Faith's coming into your heart. Faith will get you to believe for some stuff. Faith will get miracles to happen in your life. Faith, faith got people out of, out of caskets. Faith got, it allowed people to live, arms to extend, to get up who couldn't walk, to, to speak. People that was blind and couldn't even walk by any type of sight, but because they have faith, were able to see. Faith does that. So today as we do this, this word comes and it gets into our heart and life. So faith comes to us by the word of God. That means this. Doubt comes to us by the words of anything else that's not of God. Amen. Hmm. Come on, think about it for a moment. That means this. That means if you're listening to something else, some of, if you just get this, your, your life will change. Just this. It, just if you can grab hold of this today. If you'll quit listening to other people and other things if they're not speaking the word, those things that are destroying you and coming against your life, listen to me, you've got to start speaking this thing. You've got to start hearing this thing. So listen to me. In, in faith, we know this, if, or if not, go back and listen to some earlier podcasts on faith. The, the faith and doubt, they can't operate together. We make a choice. 
We either we operate in this place of faith or we operate in this place of doubt. And so we know that faith comes to us by this word that gets inside of our hearts. It means we've got to turn our ears off to some other things. We've got to quit listening to some other stuff. So real quick, I'm going to give you three things, real quick, practical ways that the word can apply to your life. Just the simple stuff that as a pastor that I'm dealing with, that as I look at upon our congregation, know our lives, know what we go through, know the situations that happen in life, that I see that we face practical things that the word does for our life. And again, this is just no way can I start and in any way just say how big the word is and what it can do. But just, just a few things that I saw, and I believe this will help us today. Number one is this. Number one thing is sin. Just sin. <laughs> some of us today listen God's helping me with this that we're struggling with just with the sins of this life the cares of this world the junk that come against us we struggle with those things but he said this in Psalms 119 9-11 it says how can a young man young guys listen to this how can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word with my whole heart I have sought you Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. And he says this, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Man, how can we, again, we, we know from this earlier, the last series, that, that, you know, what Jesus has done and, and, and that the grace of God is so massive over our lives. But listen, he's saying this today. How can we overcome this, some of the sin issues? Do this. Get the word in you. Just get, some, get, just get practical for a moment. Some of you wish you could quit, quit cussing and quit saying some of the stuff that you say. You wish you could do that. You was like, man, I wish I'd get control and get victory over this thing. Listen to me. You put something different in you, something different's going to come out of you. And that's just love. That's just discipleship. If you, if you put something in you, this, this, this thing, that's what's going to come in, out of you. And you're going to get in, in situations and things are going to rise up. And instead of coming out of you, that's, I'm, that was my sound effects. That was not mechanical. I know that y'all thought we'd pop that in from the computer. No, it's me. Beep, Instead of that coming out of you, this will be what comes out of you. Uh, just some of you really need this to come out of you. I, I, I teach couples and different things all the time about what you say and how you build up the others and, and, and how much you love. Just, I'm telling you, what you say and what comes out of you, it is huge. But it starts with this. It starts with what's going in you. If some of you would just take, just, I mean, I ain't telling you just to be just crazy nuts and not do anything else but read the Bible. Not doing that. Not, I'm not just saying just don't ever get on the computer, don't ever watch TV, don't ever listen to other music or whatever. I'm not telling you that. But some of you need to seriously consider and think about some of the things that you're putting in you. Some of you listen to hours and hours and hours of just junk. Just, just mess. This stuff is going into your head. Well, it's not really that bad. They don't say it. This is the edited version. Young people love that. They try to use that one. This is the edited version. No, when it's a little silent mark in there, when the music's playing and it's going, the beat's going, and it takes a little break because it's the radio version. In your head, you just said what it said. Some of you older folks, you don't know what I'm talking about. 
Y'all just listen to his radio all the time and think just everything's groovy, all right? No, I mean, somebody's some stuff going on. There's some junk that, that, that is getting in our heads. And listen, those things get into your mind. It gets in your mind. So, I mean, you know, some of the stuff that I'm talking about doing, this, ain't kind of, this is not legalism. This is word. Because when you saw these things, you listen to this stuff, you put this word in you, that's what will come out of you. That's what will happen. What would happen if we got so built up in our faith that when someone come up to us and called us, all right, I'm going to help me for a minute and help us. What if that person called you complaining? They called and they was, they was fired up and they was running their mouth about their spouse or, or about what happened at work or about any situation. And instead of us jumping on board with them, saying, kill him. <laughs> ah, she's got a right to die. She deserves to take, take her out. You know, what if, no, what, just, what, man, this, this thing came in me to, and I'm sick of it. What, what, instead of us jumping on board, what if we immediately begin to speak word over that? Now, some of them, they might hang up on you. Well, they, they need to. If they're not going to listen to it and receive it, you probably need to hear what they're saying because that's that doubt's coming into you. So you need to do that. But what would happen? What would happen to this? If, if, if there's some of this stuff that's going around and some of the sicknesses and things that are happening right now, what if just as a church we were so full of the word, we started speaking healing over them? What if we got in a situation and our, and our family was, was, was sick and was struggling? Instead of just listening to everything else, we said, wait a minute, what's the word say about this situation? What's the word tell me about this thing? Find out what it says as they're saying it. So this, this word will do this for us. It'll help us with the sin issues in our life. Number two is this. It's the directions that we need. Psalms 119, 105 says this. It says that your word is a lamp to my feet and it's a light my path. Do you know God has a plan for you? Some of you, man, you're here and you just say, man, I just, man, that's an accident, man. I was because somebody was in the back seat of a car and did something. No, you're not. If you're here today, God has a plan for your life. If you're living and breathing and in this place today, God has a plan. How do you access that plan? You let the word begin to reveal these things for you. And I love that he covers this. I, I just... He's just good like this. He, he speaks in the moment and long term. What do you mean? He, the, the, he says this, that the word is a lamp unto our feet. Just If you look down, the feet are right now where you're at. The word of God is a lamp. It is light to right where you're at. If you're in a dark moment, if you're in a dark situation, and if you're in a, in a place of despair, the Word of God can do this. It can bring light just right there where you're at. Uh, Psalms 119, 130, the entrance of your Word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The Word of God, in that moment where you're at, the Word of God will be a, just a lamp to that dark place. And then he says this, it will go on to light the entire so it's right where you're at right now. And it's also, if you look down the road, God has a plan for that, and it's this word that will light the way and get you to that place. It's the word of God that will take you into that place. And I'm going to say that if this word, if something is said to you, done, you see, you hear, somebody has a word, whatever it is, if it does not match up with this, you do this to that. Oh, God bless you. Thank you very much. And you just set it aside because it's the word that's the lamp. It's the word that's the light to our pathway. It's the word will do that. Some of you today, you're in a situation. 
you, you need this. You, you need, man, I wish I knew what to do. Man, I wish the Lord would just, I wish he'd say something to me if I could just hear his voice. If he would just speak to me, I would, I'd do it, I would do it, I would do it. What should I do? Should I do that? Should I not do that? If you get here, he'll tell you. And if you do something that's not here, God bless you. It's going to be tough. But listen, he has a plan. And you find it out in here. So we deal with with the sin things. We deal with the direction in our life. And this is where God, I'm telling you, he's hit me hard with this today. And uh, and, and over this week about what he's going to do in this room in this moment today. And it's by faith I say this because I believe his word. But the third thing that the, that the word of God will do for us, it will bring healing to sickness. Tweeted yesterday, man, that, that I'm praying for miracles, signs, and wonders. And I went on to say this, that I believe that. I asked the question, I said to you, I believe that. You know why? Because it's here. It's, it's in this book. I believe it because it's, it's, it's here. I've seen him do it. I've, I've, I've watched God work in situations. I've, I've, I've literally been able to be a part of it. I just, it's just it's his grace that does this. But lay hands on sick. See them recover. Man, it's just amazing to be a part of that. But I don't even believe it because I've seen it. I believe we see it because we do believe it. Uh, but I, I'm not even just talking about that. I've come to the place where I just trust this. I just, I'm just real. I'm just trusting his word. I, I'm just believing this. And I'm going to say this, and, uh, and I hope you all hear my heart on this, but we, well, a lot of times before I preach, we'll, we'll do this. We'll, we'll let people testify, and we'll let people share and, and, and say things. I think it builds the faith of others. I think it's, I think it's so important that I, I love it. A lot of times somebody's got up and said, man, you know, God did this for me, and we've had people that are in the seats, and they'll come back and say, man, you know something, if they can do it for them, he can do that for me. I love that. I want to testify for a moment, and, and, and I want you to know where this is coming from in my heart because it, it, this is just, because i got to give him glory for something. i got to testify for this. We just last week celebrated our four-year anniversary as a church. It's awesome. Praise God for what he's done in that amount of time. I love it. But here's what I want to testify of his goodness for. In those four years, that's pretty, pretty lengthy time. Now, that's, now a four-year-old still a preschooler. We're still, as a church, we're trying to learn to crawl. We still still, well, I understand. I ain't talking about that. But that's a pretty long time. In the four years of this church, I've never failed to stand behind the pulpit and bring God's word to this church because of sickness. <laughs> now, why, why are you going to say that? Because it's true, one, but because to show you this, that this works. Well, it's pastor, you're the pastor, and he knows that you need to get, the Lord knows that you got to, no, I don't. Man, I've been put on my back. He's, the enemy has drilled me, dude. He's hit me with stuff. He's, I mean, pounding me with stuff. I'm telling you, I mean, it's just, just being honest, being real. He's thrown so much mess at me. I've been on my back, but this is what I've done. And I'm saying this because I'm living this. When I get in that moment, the first thing I do is not even go to a medicine cabinet. The first thing I do is I go to this word. 
I'm serious. I, I, want, I want us to just think on that for a moment. You mean in, in the four years is this true? No, because my God word works. It works. We had somebody come to me before service. I said, Pastor, I'm going to slide out in a little bit because of this. I said, man, go speak the word. Go, go declare the word. And some of you today, you, some of you are thinking right now, I've tried that. If you're still living and breathing, it must be working. Come on. Some of you, if you're in the room, there's still something going in and going out, and they still, it's working. Don't quit. Don't let this thing stop. Don't miss the opportunities. I'm serious. I just, I know some of you, man, you know, this is, this is kind of some crazy stuff. But no, I believe this. He said this in his word. In Psalms 107.20, it said, he sent his word. And he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He delivered them from destruction. He d- delivered is this. Delivered means he took you out of it. Destruction is the thing that was sent to destroy you. And we know the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the one who attacks and comes and brings those things to us. But he did this for us. He has delivered us from those things. How did he do it? Because he sent his word to heal them. Now, as a church, we got to get to a place where we believe this. Really believe this. And, 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 just, and just see this thing. I, I want to do this quick. Go to Matthew 8. Go to Matthew 8. I want to, I want to just break something down to you real quick. The Lord just been, been messing with me with and showing me. And then if we believe his word, we're going to see God do it. Oh, I should have had an amen for some people who believe Jesus' word is true. Come on. If, I, I'm just, if we believe his word, we're going to see God do some things in this place today. Ver, verse 1 of chapter 8 says this. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. This is talking about Jesus. And behold, a leopard came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. There's a lot of stuff in there that, that, that we can look at. But just first of all, I, I love this. A leopard comes to him and worships him. Now understand what a leopard is. A, a leopard in this time of still day is one of the worst diseases that, that you can wrap your mind around in this time. I mean, it would start literally on the surface of your, of, your, of your skin, of your body, but it would go all the way to, and I was reading this, I think it was last night, that it actually would go down, somebody's received this, it would go down to the, to the bone marrow. It would, it would go, it would work, its, it would be outward work, and it would work its way all the way into the body. And we heard a while ago that it's, it's this sharpening two-edged sword going down to joint and marrow. God, help me. He, that, that this thing get, even gets down into that place, and this leper was doing this. Come on, some of you need to hear it. In this, in this condition, as a leopard came and worshiped. another subject worships a whole nother level we talk about but just in that situation worshiped oh man if it works out i'm gonna give him glory i'm gonna testify he's testifying so worship is testifying to god you you're honoring him you're worth it he's literally in this place worshiping him saying lord if you're willing you can make me clean and then and i love it he answers the question worship will do this for you worship will open up a door for your miracle 
Worship will open up the door for your miracle. And verse 3 says this, Then Jesus put out his hands, touched him, saying, I am willing to be cleansed. What if it's God's will to heal me? Wonder if, if he really wants to heal my life. He said, I'm willing. Okay, just take that. He says this, he said, Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, go your way, show yourself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Verse 5 says, now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I'm going to come and heal them. I like that about Jesus. Again, this was this leopard that, that again, this, that people just had nothing to do with, first of all. Jesus touches those kinds. <laughs> he just, again, just to show us that there's nothing too deep, nothing too messed up, nothing too dirty that, we, that, that Jesus won't reach out and touch. And he touches and heals that. And then this centurion goes on to say, if you would just come, and he says, that I, I'm going to come and heal him. That's what I would want. I, I, I'm serious. That's what I would want. I would say, okay, come on, Jesus. Let's go do this. Man, I'm... I'm Come on, don't we sometimes, don't we just, man, if I can get to church and if I can see him, if he'll come and heal him. But, but he says this. He says that Jesus said that I will come and heal him. Then the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm, I'm not worthy that you speak, but you should come under my roof. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Good God. <laughs> that dude was bad. That centurion was bad. He said, for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And again, I say to you, go. And he goes, and to another he comes, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does this. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed it, surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. He's, he's because this guy believed that he could just speak something and it would happen. And then I say to you that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast into the outer darkness that there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's a different message. But then Jesus said to the centurion, do this, go your way, and as, as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that hour. That hour. The, as you believed, as, as, you the, as you have faith for. So I, this is just what has happened in this room today, if you've, if you've done this. If you've come to a place, allow the word of God to come to you, that's how faith comes. You get to a place that you can believe, you trust God, and you begin to speak his word over your situation. Whatever it is. Oh, if I could, if he would just come and lay, lay me out on the floor and, and, and if he would come and do this, I'm, yeah, that's good. He spoke it. He said this. He, in his word today, I, we have to see this. There's no greater word. I cannot give you a greater word than what this says. I can remind you of it. I can encourage your faith with it. But he said it. I'm a, I'm a, I, would, I, would, I would rather know what he said than anybody said. I, I, would, I would rather know what he said than what the doctor thinks about it. Amen. I'm just, uh, just, I am just trying to get, our, get us to a place, man. God, help us with this today. God, even, even right now, I curse the doubt in this room. I sense the, the, the satanic assault 
that's even trying to bring doubt into this room, into this, into this place, into this moment to stop what, what you're wanting to do, God. I sense that, and in the name of Jesus, I command that to leave. It is written. It's written. God has written in your word that you're a healer. Lord, it is written in your word that you are delivered from sin. It is, it, is, it is written in your word that your grace is sufficient for every situation. God, it is in this word. And, I, and, and even right now in this moment, I curse doubt and unbelief. God, let faith come to somebody again who thought it was over and thought they needed to give up and quit. God, in this moment right now, God, let someone begin to believe again. That your word is true and it's enough. That it's enough. I want you to do this. Just I want you to stay with me if you would. Oh, man. I want you to just bow your ears for a moment. Just close your eyes. I, I, and I know this. I've lived this and I've known this and I've experienced this and some of you need to today. That his, his, his word, what he said is enough. It's enough. Today, even it may look rough, it may look like a bad situation, but here's how his word is enough. It will carry you through it. It will carry you through it. And again, I told you this word, it, 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 oh man, it, no matter what your situation is, I may not have hit your, one, your situation in that one, two, and three. It may not be a sin issue for you. There may not be a struggle there. You may not do deliverance in that area. You may not be in a place where you need direction in this moment in your life. There may be no sickness, but you're saying, I, I need this. This is what's going on with me. This is where I'm at. But this is what I want you to know, that his word is enough for you. It's true. So whatever it is today, if you're here and you're in this place and, and, and you just be honest, be real, man, I've seen God do the miraculous. I've experienced it. I've felt it. I've received it. It's because of his word today. We want to do this for you if you're here. If you're here. And you're in a place where you just need the word of God spoken over your situation. I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to step out from where you are, and we're going to just come together, and we're going to pray. And God's going to do something in this place. I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it. God's going to do it because his word's true. So as the worship team sings, and we just open it up this way. Just, I want you to step out and come. For some of you today, you may need salvation. You may need deliverance from, this, from the sin, the things that brings death to us, eternal death. He's here for that. For some of you, if you have sickness in your body, I'm going to be honest with you, there ain't no way in the world I would still be in my seat. If you need direction today for something, you need, man, I'm telling you, I, because he said it's written. I want some of the leaders to help me pray for if you would. You hold my